Kebolkov is one of the biggest YouTubers in the world. He gained millions of subscribers, made millions of dollars, and got everything you could ever want. But if you have a depression, none of that matters. I felt no emotion. I didn't have any joy. I couldn't sleep. I felt like shit. Today he reveals the secret to the growth of his YouTube channel and the dark side of being a YouTuber that no one talks about. So we're here with Caleb Cobb. How I say? Quibble Cobb. Okay. You, you got close. You got close. So you are a YouTuber yeah, with correct. a lot of subscribers. That's correct. How many subscribers do you have? Uh, about 15 million. Okay, and tell me how you got there. Tell me. I, I know your story is a bit complicated. You're from. Uh, from uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. How old are you? I'm 27 right now. 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I started uh, early, pretty early, uh, young age, and uh, I, I just realized very quickly that I had a very big passion for entertaining and telling stories, and I just got obsessed over YouTube. I grinded it out every single day, 24/7. From, from what age you started? I started making videos when I was. Uh, 13 my first one but then very infrequent and then when I was 16 17 I said every day every day I'm gonna start so making it's videos. been really 10 years 10 years so 17 I started making videos daily 2012 in August and then it was just I said if I make a video every single day I need to be good like I'll get good in 10 years from now and that's where we're at now <laughs> that's fine but w when was the first time that you really understood that you can make money out of this that yeah you made money that you hit your first uh, yeah I was watching years. a lot I was watching a lot of youtubers and they were talking about oh hey. you, are, you were very early in yeah YouTube, so that's, that's yeah, yeah very yeah. fortunate and, and 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 very quickly did I see okay well you can do it let's find a way to get this you know get this ad revenue going and um I signed up with like an MCN and they gave me like a horrible revenue split, like 60-40, I would get 60%. And I think my first paycheck was like 40 bucks. Um, and then I reinvested it and uh, a few years after that, I was making really good wage. So uh, you were doing, you were doing, what type of content you were starting? Gaming, like, gaming. I, from the, the get-go, English videos, I would play video games, I would commentate over it. And later on, I started showing my face in the videos. Uh, I'm just like, I love playing video games. So I said, well, wouldn't it be awesome if I could play video games for the rest of my life? Uh, <laughs> and we did. So I'm very curious. I will ask a lot of stuff about the gaming yeah, industry and where it's heading and all this stuff. But tell me more about how it evolved and how it scaled to what it happened now. Like when you got your first employer. When, uh, to what age all this stuff yeah. started? Yeah, my, my, my first employee, uh, employee was my mom. Okay. Um, and I, I had no idea what to do with business. I had no idea how to skill the operation. So I got my mom on board and she helped me out in the early days. She helped me run my merchandise. She helped me set up contracts, find lawyers, create a business. And, like a business and your mom was experiencing that stuff or she had no idea? She had basic experience, but good enough to send me into the right direction. How old are you or were you by that time? Oh, 17, 17, 18. That's crazy. Yeah, and my mom helped me out there. And I would so say- you are making a lot more money than your mom. Oh, 17. way more, way more. And then 17. I ended up hiring her and she still works for me to this when day. When you were 17. I think I hired her when I was 19. Yeah, I just said it's uh, crazy. My, my, my this mom, world of YouTube is crazy. Yeah, I know. My mom, she she wasn't happy with her job, so I said, "Well, I'm making enough money. Just come work for me, and then I'll." You were the only child. 
No, I have a sister. Okay. Yeah. And I said, come work for me and just uh, go and do whatever you enjoy doing. Um, so that's kind of, rather than buying my, mom, my mom a house, I said, oh, just be on the paycheck for the rest of your life. So, okay, so you're, she's still in, you're employed? You're yes, to this day. Helps you to this stuff. day. What is her role now? She's a, now she's become an advisor. So I didn't want her to have an active role within the company uh, because we've grown to 75 employees. So it's it's tricky to have my mom there and me to... Is, is she doing mom. work is, or is she there because no, she's, she's your mom? And like. she, she, she is, both, right? So she's grandfathered her way in. Um, she's been there from the start and uh, sometimes I have these, these questions and I go to my mom and I say, mom, what do you think? Um, and she'll help me out with, with it. let's say, let's say we have a tricky situation. Uh, she's a great person to just pretty much almost like in a legal way, strangle someone and beat them to crap and, and then get that fixed, you know, like, um, uh, if let's say we have a problem with an accountant, um, she she will be the one taking care of the problem. And then what role your mom played in your life when you were younger? How did she raise you? Like, do you think she you had a father as well? Yeah, I did, but I, I pretty much didn't see him for most of my most of my childhood, and he passed away a few years back. Uh, but yeah, my my mom, the role she had in my life was that. Um, she really uh, made me grow up at a, at a young age and really see what the world is like uh, in a good way. Um, in what way? And by, she did that? She, she showed me that, um, you know, you're in charge of your own destiny. So no one's going to tell you what to do. Uh, no one's there to hold your hand. Um, and if you want to make it, make it in life, you got to do it yourself. Um, I think that's the biggest lesson I learned from my mom. So without your mom, you don't think that you will be here? Today. I would definitely not be here. No, 100%. I think everyone everyone who's played a role in my life has contributed to my success uh, in some capacity. Yeah. And in what age things like really went crazy like with your stuff? When I was 19, that's when things blew up, right? So that's when I really understood the game. Okay, I got it. I get it. I see, see what to do now. And... Um, that's when, that's when the channel blew up. I hit a million subscribers, um, and it just kept grinding and I, I really was able to, uh, ride that way for years, just that initial push for years, hundreds of millions of views a month. Um, and then throughout that period, always gaming because I gaming, but also real life stuff. Some real yeah, life we started stuff. adding real life elements to it, and and really trying to get that personality to shine through. Um, I think those were some essential essential factors to my initial. Uh, What's of, kind of the secret you think? Well, like is that you figure kind of the package of the videos and yeah. how to make videos, or okay. is it because you have a beautiful personality and beautiful teeth, like what is that? Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, I think that there's there's one big secret, uh, and it's the only thing that everyone always should know, is that um, when whenever there were times where my channel would do fantastic, um, there was one thing I was doing, and that was constantly focused on how do you make your videos even better. So the pursuit on how to grow and increase your brand and, and make the viewing experience better and entertain more viewers and make them have even better experiences. That pursuit is, is what made me successful. 
and the times where the views were going down, I stopped doing that. I stopped improving. I stopped innovating. Um, so that's essential for so everyone. You saw that whenever you were stopped innovating, your views were quite yes, down. Yes, well, you would, you would catch on a few months later. And you're like, oh, and you oh, see no. the damage in the views. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, so and it's a curse because you do, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing, and then you stagnate. And, uh, you know, you get comfortable with what you have, you're comfortable with the amount of views you get, you're comfortable with the money that comes in. Um, and then it's tricky to uh, still feel the need to want to improve um, because you're so comfortable there. So did you feel, did you, this, this happened to you a lot of times in your life? Yes, a lot, a lot of times where, you know, maybe I got bored or maybe I was just like, I kind of, you know, can say that I've made it and I don't, all the goals that I've wanted to achieve in my life, I've, I've managed to achieve, I've managed to acquire everything I wanted to acquire, what's next, right? And really figuring out what that drive was for me, that has been a long journey, but I found it. What do you mean you found it? I found it, like the reason that I really do what I do. Besides like, yeah, you can say I want to hit 10 million subscribers or yeah, you know, I want to have a nice car or I want to have a penthouse or I want to have millions of dollars or I want to be famous. Like that can be an initial kickstart of what you do and that's fine to have. And for some people, that's really all they want. Uh, but to me, it's much more about inspiring people. It's much more of giving people a platform to be able to do something and really make their lives beautiful. Uh, for me, it's about making the world a happier place by entertaining people. That's what really drives me. And, and discovering that for me has been a turning point in my career. And that's really switched me on again. In what age did you discover that? Like last year. Yeah, okay. it's been a while, like nine years in the making. Yeah. So as you mature, like how your content evolved, how you evolved like with YouTube, because it's difficult like to grow up like, People like think that oh, it's the celebrities have the most beautiful life, but fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Nobody has the perfect life. Everybody has problems. No one has a perfect life. And I'm, I'm a human too. You know, we're the same. Yeah. So uh, like, explain me the, the evolution, like how this becoming famous from young age yeah. affected your life. How yeah. you seeing so, your friends. So that's a lot. What, of when I got started, it was a big ego trip. Like I went to, through a period where I thought I was the coolest guy in the world type of thing, and that I deserved everything. Um, and, and then there was a long period of time where I thought I was unstoppable. Um, and then some, some things hit me, some things got into the way. My dad passed away. That really hit me. Uh, and that kind of sent me into a downward spiral. Uh, and what age did this happen? Uh, this was, this was 22, uh, or sorry. Yeah. 22. It was 22. Um, I really got into downward spiral. I, um, really, uh, got confronted with what life really is about, um, that I'm going to die one day too, that I'm going to lose more people. And, and that's when I really started asking myself, like, what do I really want to do for the rest of my life? And, and I tried a lot of things and I just could never find the happiness that I was really looking for. Um, I got depressed. I had a depression for a few years, which was tough. A few years? Yes. I how did, two, tell two, me more years. about that. How did it have a depression for two, three years? Man, and what even that, depression means in your yeah, situation? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the absolute worst. So imagine, imagine, imagine my position. I had everything, everything, everything a lot of people want and strive for in life, like, like physical stuff. So, you know, I was living in the 
most beautiful apartments over the world. I was flying around the world. I was flying private jets. I, I had the best food in the world. I had a girlfriend. I, you know, I, my, my family over in Amsterdam. And I had a very successful YouTube channel with hundreds of millions of views a month, right? And that's when I say, like, if you have a depression, none of that matters. Because how did, it, how did I feel at that point in time? I felt uh, no emotion, like straight up, to the point where I couldn't even have an opinion. Um, I couldn't, like I could watch a trailer and just go, I don't care, I don't care. I couldn't care about anything. I didn't have any joy in anything that I did. Um, I, had, I couldn't sleep. Um, I felt like shit. Um, and I had these very negative thought patterns, which kept on repeating. Uh, telling me that I'm not good enough, telling me that I'm worthless. Even um, though you even, have even though, all even this though. stuff, a yep. lot of money, a lot of fame. Yeah. The thoughts that you don't, you're not good, you're not good enough. Exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, no, it was, it was the hardest part of my, hardest time I've ever gone through in my entire life. Um, and I just couldn't get out of bed. Uh, I couldn't sleep. I didn't want to eat healthy. I just wanted to feel good. So I was looking for any way for me to feel good. Like I never got into drugs or anything, but much more of like I was seeking for that, for that feeling a little bit. Um, and then there was, there was a point where I said, you know what, I, I sacrificed everything that I got to just be happy again. Um, and, and I kind of had a turning point. I took shrooms once well, a few times, but I took shrooms. And then right after that, I've really saw the light. It was just, crazy I saw there's a Netflix documentary on it now but I read a whole book on it the original book um, and it kind of like made me see everything and face everything I started going to therapy um, and I really started working on myself and, and really take my touch more on the experience of that the turning point what yeah yeah so okay I, so some people think you're crazy now no, no Joe no, Rogan no. is talking consistently exactly. on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, I, lo I love seeing that because I've, I've, I've experienced it, right? So um, imagine like I've not felt anything, like no, no emotion, no feelings, nothing, 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 nothing. You could, you could say, Jordy, here's $100 million and I would not feel anything. You could say, Jordy, your dad's back and I would not feel anything. You could call me up and tell me my mom died and I would not feel anything, right? That's... Uh, it's it's really hard to explain what it's like being in a depression, but I think that people can relate to that. Um, I can't, but you slightly, <laughs> maybe in, in some capacity, in some capacity. And 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 I said, well, okay, you know what? Let's do some shrooms. Let's let's see let's see what this does. And you were in Amsterdam. Yeah, what a perfect place. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was at home. It's all legal there, and I took these shrooms. And at first I tried it once, just to experience it. And then on my second trip, I said, okay, I've, I've read this book. Let's, let's try this, um, this technique that these doctors used. And I was going to try it myself, which could, could have turned out bad. But I said, you know, like, let's go. Let's just do it. Uh, at this point, I was, I was fairly desperate. Um, How many years in the period? Like two, three years? Yeah, this was two, three years. So uh, you were desperate. Yeah, yeah. Really like I, I wanted to, to just get out of it. And I took these shrooms. So and, you knew that you were in a depression back then? Um, and I knew something was wrong. Or something was off, I should say. I knew something was off and I didn't want to feel that way. 
I had no idea I was in a depression. Only later on, after I started going to therapy, did I find out I was in depression because I, I knew nothing about mental health. Um, and I was at home. I took these shrooms. And when they kicked in, I was like, okay, I'm comfortable, I'm good. I put on uh, headphones and I closed my eyes and I just sat there and I it went on a roller coaster going through, going back to the past and just reliving experiences from the past, um, uh, experiencing things again. And I, I vividly remember me sitting on the floor, just looking straight forward. And all of a sudden, like I, I went into this very deep meditation and it, you know, first I, I, I stopped hearing things and then I stopped like feeling physical senses. And then I stopped, stopped thinking to the point where it was just ultimate darkness and blackness and there was nothing. It was just complete nothingness. And me floating around, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Me, me being there, me being present was the only thing that was there. I could experience complete nothingness, um, which they call ego death. To me, was the point where I became uh, very comfortable knowing that um, even though like, you could experience absolute nothing and still feel good, um, that was a beautiful experience to me. And the next day, I all of a sudden, in years of not having felt anything, I really felt the urge to just hop on my bike and just be free, right? And, and I, had this, I had this feeling that I wanted to do that. And, and, and that, that feeling made me jump on my bike, made me ride around Amsterdam, and it made, it made me feel free and, and it gave me a lot of joy for the first time. And that spiraled out of control to me slowly um, starting to feel more, slowly starting to take better care of myself. You were using mushroom consistently? No, 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 no. I, I, I just did it that, that one time. Okay. Um, and then it was just a lot of, uh, a long journey uh, with therapists, with friends, just working on myself, practicing, uh, doing cognitive behavioral therapy to really uh, slowly climb out of that what depression. What this therapy means in your situation? What you exactly did? Yeah, so w what did I do? You sit down with someone and I say, listen, I don't know what's up, but I f like this is the situation and that's not what I want. I, I want to feel stuff and uh, or I'm very insecure about things or I have these thoughts and I don't know what they mean. And I don't really understand it. And uh, the most successful therapy I did was cognitive behavioral therapy. And it's pretty much becoming the master of your own thoughts. Because for the longest time, I, I was having these thoughts and I, I was like, I am the thought. I, I need to do this and, and this is who I am. And my thoughts tell me that I'm worthless, so I must be worthless. And with cognitive behavioral therapy, I learned to distinguish the thoughts of, of who I am from who I am. Like, I am Jordi, I'm the observer. And my thoughts is just one voice in my head. It's just a thought. It's not who I am. Like a thought could say, break this microphone right now, but it's not who I am. So I, I won't listen to that thought. Um, and uh, in therapy, I, I learned to uh, master these thoughts. So I learned how to... Many, how many, how much time it took? Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy for me took about 
uh, six months to see very noticeable results. So within within a month, I already felt much better. You were doing like every week session? Every week, every week, and then daily I would practice. So I've got these these trainings, right? And it's like, okay, well, write down some of the thoughts I had throughout the day and, and, and break them down and understand them and see if you're uh, thinking in, in an unhelpful way. Uh, for example, let's say I went on the podcast and I said something. Um, my thought would be, oh my goodness, Jordi, you are a complete fucking idiot uh, for saying that. Everyone's going to think you're an idiot. That thought would then make me feel shit and embarrassed and not want to... And then that would result in me never going to go on podcasts again. Um, and then that would be it. But, so you're overthinking everything. Uh, yeah, so that's one way of saying it. But what it what it is in the, the psychology terms, based on my my basic understanding of it, is that it's an unhelpful thought, uh, and it's an unhelpful thinking pattern. So the next time I'd go on a podcast, it happened again and again and again and again. So to break that cycle, you grab that thought and you practice thinking oh. a thought that is helpful. Oh, so, so you identify the wrong thoughts yeah. and you replace them and like yeah, and it, but to... it's not a wrong thought. It's just unhelpful. It doesn't help you. You yeah. don't benefit from it, and that's. Like you would benefit from it if you would be in a life-threatening situation, right? You need to get out. He's trying to murder you. That makes sense. Um, but in a in a safe place, uh, it won't help you. So you you'd grab that thought and you'd change it to, um, I I I might have said something wrong. Next time, let's say this. Okay, that would cause me to feel mature and uh, confident. And then I would be like, okay, next time I'm attending a okay. podcast, I'm and gonna that sure was that a six-month journey to see noticeable results. Yeah, but uh, all this time that you had depression, are you you were working on your channel as well? Yes. Tell yes. me how yes. that affected like the viewers. Did they, anybody notice that you? Were, if you like, if you look at my channel, you can see it in the way that I look. That's the way that I felt, right? So I started gaining weight. I stopped taking care of myself, and uh, I just would never leave the house. Um, I ended up getting a burnout too because I was just not taking care of myself, right? Um, I would overwork. I would just, that's all that I would do because that stopped uh, socializing. Um, and, 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 and that's kind of what impacted my work too um, because, because I, I, I thought like, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. And my thought pattern was if I'm not grinding out, I'm not successful. Uh, if I'm not getting the most amount of views ever, then I'm not successful. And even then, if I'm not making the most amount of money, like it doesn't matter. It, like that voice in my head just kept rambling, forcing me. So I would force myself to go and work more, which would then ended up burning me out, which also led to the depression of getting even worse. And it affected your views and your channel performance, all this stuff when you had depression or no, not a lot? Like I've had successful months, very successful months when I was depressed, but um, in the long term, it was impactful. So in the long term, I had to face my burnout, I had to face my depression, uh, rather than me tackling it along the way and being able to shine throughout the entire process. And uh, you were doing, uh, you were scaling your company while all this pro process that you were going, or no, it was stuck in your No, no, I, I, I kept scaling and I kept making decisions, but even there, I was uh, 
very insecure about things because I'm, I'm an insecure guy. Um, I was very insecure about things, so I would hire someone and then fire them too quickly, or even good employees I would fire because I was just uh, consumed by these negative thoughts uh, rather than uh, facing them and understanding them and, and just looking at the facts. The most important battle in your to any business is a mental battle. It's a hundred percent mental. It's, it's uh, the, the, especially if you are the founder uh, of a company, it, the biggest thing that will show throughout your company is your mental health. And it is one of the most important things to take care of. Like physical health, everyone does, or a lot of people do and are, are aware of. But mental health is equally as important, if not more important. Um, so, so being in a good place, being in a good mindset um, is essential for everyone. Yeah, I agree. So I saw somehow I went back a bit in your history. At one point, people were like having some negative uh, videos about you. And yeah. there, there is a video that I watched which was interesting that it was, had like six, seven million views yeah, 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 about yeah. and... The Sunny V video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was curious to hear like what were go what was your internal battle and yeah. how you found all this stuff so, and maybe explain to the audience like what was the video about and like how... Yeah, so, you, so you the... the because I recently got to some hate as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting for me so, to see so, that. So in short, what the video was about was uh, a critical piece on... Uh, a chunk of my career, right? And and it would summarize a few historic events that happened uh, based on a certain point of view. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he would say, this is the, the quote-unquote declining viewers and this is why I believe that that happened. Um, and, you know, I can look at the video and say uh, some of the information is correct, but a lot of it is also incorrect or and a lot of it is very biased. It's just based on one point of view. Um, and also the thing with those people, they don't have context in their life. No, right? So, so I mean... And I'm not saying the video is wrong or right or you are wrong, no, right, it's, but it's, they are missing so much context. Exactly. No, it's, it's right based on uh, um, the information that the person who made it had. And, and that's fine. And, and I think these, these pieces of content uh, should be allowed to be made. Um, and, but, but yeah, like... Not only to allow to be made... We, we should encourage people to make oh, it. Oh, for sure. We want sure. criticism to yeah. improve. The, we want freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I felt very uh, motivated after I watched that video. Um, and it, it, it contributed even more to my uh, motivation to succeed because, um, like, yeah, like, okay, I don't, I don't care that, uh, like, the story that was being told, it, it was a pretty good story. Um, and I don't care that it's, 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 not really close to the facts, uh, but I would say that's the perception of some people, and and that I can totally accept. Um, but it's like you know, you're running a business, you're running a team, you're running a company. You have the best of the best intentions, and you do too. And, and you're just trying to entertain people. Um, and in the meantime, there's a lot of other things that happened in my life, right? Like I started a different company, and I really focused on that company. It was very successful, and and and. That's done now. It's like closed chapter, uh, and I'm not part of it anymore. And I'm very happy that I did that. But at the same time, I took my it took my focus away from my YouTube channel, um, and my 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 ambitions lied somewhere else. Um, 
that's why I was just not focusing on YouTube. And uh, that was one of the major reasons the views declined, right? Um, so, it, you know, if someone would have asked me, I would have said, okay, it's because like, I was just not focused on YouTube. And now I am. I'll show you what's going to happen when I do focus on YouTube. Um, and that's, that, 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 you know, that, that shows me like, okay, just give me some time. I'm going to make that comeback and I'm going to make the best videos possible again and I'm going to entertain the fans and entertain the viewers and do something I'm very passionate about. Um, so that's kind of how I looked at that video. And, you know, it's not my first video. It's not my first situation in my career where, where people critique what I do. Um, but I always try to remember why I do it. And that's to entertain people. And even if that means someone makes a video on you in your career, and that's also entertaining. Uh, I was very flattered by the amount of views. Uh, I was very, very flattered by the amount of views that video got. Um, right? Imagine someone makes an exposed video on you for a video like that, and it doesn't get any views. I would feel embarrassed. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, oh I guess he's right, and I'm not relevant. Um, but but seeing seeing the amount of views, seeing the comments there, and 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 everyone who's like, yo, let's let's get these numbers back up, uh, to me, very, like, really showed me, like, okay, people want this too. People want you to succeed. People, uh, you know, and sure, there people might be want, a few they people. love comeback studies. Yes, yes, so, so it set me very much up for this underdog, like, I'm at the bottom now, and it's only up from here, right? So, come on, you're not in the bottom, come on. No, 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 but I mean, I mean, monthly views-wise, it's still really you are not in the bottom. No, com compared to where I was, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that's how I look at it. It's, I'm curious, uh, because how equal, in how equal affected, because I think this equal is a beautiful thing if you use it well in life, because the biggest, People, people that do big things in life, they have the biggest egos. So I'm curious to see how you manage your ego through the whole time and how it yeah. affects you. Because I have this problem too. Like <laughs> everyone's saying to you that you are the best in the world. Like it's it's like yeah. get to your mind. I think so it, I was curious to hear. I think it's it's important to realize we're just all humans. Like you're as good as me, and I'm as good as a person working at the McDonald's. Like it really doesn't matter. We're all humans, right? Um, and uh, in in the physical world, um, you can say, yeah, okay, he's more successful, he has more subscribers, he has more money. But at the end of the day, in our minds, we're the same. We're, we have this like just different bodies. Um, like he, the moment you realize that that you are the same as everyone else, I think that's when you can really tone down the ego. Um, and, and, and that for me really opens me up for feedback that really makes me want to listen to people and be inspired by people and uh, learn about their story. Um, just gotta turn off that knob. You're not special. Like, I'm not special. No one's special. And you are like that from all, all the time or like it's going up and down? No, like and you, so at the start... You, you said that you, are, you thought that you are the best in the world at, at some the, point. At the start, when everything blew up, I thought I was on top of the world, right? And then very quickly did I have friends who really, uh, like he, like my, my very close friends and my, my very close YouTube friends, they really just humbled me. Um, and I humbled them. And I think that's In the best way. way. In what way? Like, just 
treating you like a normal person and making you realize that you're a normal person. If you surround yourself with yes men, you're gonna get a massive ego. But if you surround yourself with like-minded individuals, they'll just treat you as normal people and uh, that's just super important. If everyone always tells you that you're amazing. This is what we're craving as creators. Someone to treat us like we're someone normal. To treat us just, just treat it. Yes, that's why I love my girlfriend so much. Cause I come home and then she'll be like, "You didn't do the dishes," and I'm like, "Yes, thank you." Rather than preaching me all day, going, "Oh my god, wow, what you've built this has been amazing. How did you do it?" Right. So, so that's the those are the things that I crave for because. It, like I get, I get uncomfortable when someone says, "Oh my goodness, you got so many subscribers." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," but I don't care. Just ask how my day is being. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting the way that our life is and like how everything it was. But I was curious to hear more about like now. What how yeah. are you scaling? What yeah. what is how your company looks like? You said you have seventy five people. Yeah. Also, I'm super interested. You have. An AI channel. Yeah, uh, you have yeah, another yeah, channel yeah, yeah. that, uh, you, but you told me I don't know if we are allowed to. Say yeah, yeah, that. we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I've, uh, in, I'm located in Amsterdam. Uh, I've, okay, I, I want mean, to ask a question about Amsterdam, but after we finish okay, this okay. conversation. So, so I have a big office, about ten thousand square feet, a thousand square meters, and located in Amsterdam, beautiful location. We're like right next to Red Bull. It's like super sick. Um, and uh, I have about 75 people working for me. 25 people work for my video game company and building a video game. It's like the coolest thing ever. Building a video game, what do you mean? Like I got a lot of money together from investors and we're building like a big game. Like, are, are we allowed to say how much money? Oh, uh, it's it, like millions, yeah. Um, and games, you mean you are building your own online game? Yes, yeah, correct. So I'm building my own game and it's like high, high, high quality, right? It's not your, uh, I'm a YouTuber and I made a game and buy it and, and, and eat cash cow, right? No, like this is like coming from a diehard gamer myself, I know what gamers want, right? Premium experience, a good experience, something that you can play constantly that gets free DLC and free updates um, and something that can win awards, right? Like Fortnite. Sure, Fortnite. For, Fortnite's a, a fun one, but like even that, Fortnite costs way more money than than, than my budget. Um, so I have twenty five people working on that. It's a skateboard game. I can't okay. say much more than that, but it's a skateboard game. The original for, Tony Hawk people for worked on it. For so we're building PC. with console in mind, and we've had some interesting offers for certain consoles. Um, uh, but we're still trying to figure out like what exactly do and we want to. You do that while you do all the other stuff. Yeah, but so but I'm the CEO of the company, right? So I don't actually go and program. That consumes how much of your uh, your time? I would say an hour a week. An hour a week only. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I have a really good team on it, and they take care of everything, and, and it's very fun. And you're planning to like hit all your friends up when the game is up. For sure, I'll send you a bunch of keys, people. give it away, a bunch of keys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. like promote and like all the. If you want to promote, you promote it. If you don't, a lot of you know. uh, you're going to make a lot of content around it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah exactly, features. exactly. And uh, we did this with a, a game before this. Uh, and it got hundreds of millions of views on YouTube and a lot of people played it and we sold tens of thousands of copies. I was very happy with that. So that was kind of the kickstart. 
Um, so that's a fun part. And then about 50%, uh, 50 employees. When one. did you do the previous project? How long ago? With oh, the game? three years. Three years. Three years. Yeah, yeah. So you saw that there is something there. There is a market yeah, there yeah. that you can do something interesting. Exactly, exactly. So rest of the company. So I have about 50 creatives, well, 40 creatives. 10, 10 people are like on the back office. So they do HR, they do finances, my lawyers, uh, my executives. And then 40 people are just fully focused on creative. So they all they do all day, every day is um, making content. And I have a few teams. So the virtual influencer is one. So I have my main channel. There we have editors, thumbnail artists, interns, uh, lead editor, uh, head script writer, set builders, um, and then a team lead. Um, and then I have a virtual influence, and there I make the vocal videos, right? And then I have the virtual influencer, um, and, and that's the same thing. So the, the VTuber, the AI uh, YouTuber, we, um, we, we have a team there, and it's not me. <laughs> A lot of people think it's me. I got very disappointed when yeah. you said yesterday. It's not me. It's it, not me. It's no, not no, me. it's not you. That you said it's not an AI. You no, said that no, 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 no. It's yeah. a person narrating the stuff. Yes. an actual gameplay. Yes, but so so <laughs> a lot of people think the entire channel is ran by an AI, um, and it's not. But the character we we want everyone to his story is that he is an AI, and that's what I want to get to. I genuinely want to create an AI that's an influencer, okay. right? So this is the oh, start. That's so much, so exciting. Like yeah. When I even imagine what is possible, like imagine to be an AI bigger than Mr. Beast. Yes. And all, yes. for all of us to get accustomed to like something like really crazy experience yeah. that you cannot simulate like in Yeah, so, so AI can write scripts for you already and stories, right? But uh, is it at a good level now? It's like, at a good enough level that kids are using it at school and getting perfect grades. That's how good it is. But it's not good enough yet for content creation. But we're getting there. So I've built the infrastructure for it, and we have all the tools, and we have all the steps along the way. What do you mean? I built you built the infrastructure. The infrastructure. Do you so, have so people working your team, especially in AI. Like? No, because like I don't need to do it. Other people are building these tools, and then we have access to those tools, right? So this is uh, we don't do it internally. So for example, writing a script, we have um, we have everything ready to be able for an AI to write the script. Um, and then all you do is you say, hey, write a script about this based on this format. Then it like poops out a script. Um, and then you can get the team to go and film that, right? But uh, right now, the scripts that are being written are not perfectly optimized for what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're getting there. So the next generation, I'm pretty sure, will be good enough. So then we don't need to write scripts anymore. We just have a person who picks the best scripts and then we film those scripts. You see what I'm saying? Okay. But in the meantime, an AI is being developed that can go and produce videos in video games for you. So it will play the game for you based on the instructions that you provide. And then you just get it to film that, right? So this AI, you should see it as a, a big machine and there's a lot of little parts. And all these parts are getting better and better and better and better. And all these parts are already in this machine. But once the parts are good enough, that's when it'll start the machine. Right? Okay. right now we're building the infrastructure for it. Well, we have a big chunk of the infrastructure ready. 
We're just waiting for the AI to get good enough for us to fully turn the machine on. And until that point, we need to have humans in certain positions to be able to uh, to create this. But in it is a working algorithm. But also, it's also a good story for now. Like, it's an AI people yes. get attached to kind of yes. say some stuff about it. Like, people are, because people think that it's an AI, because I thought that it's an AI. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, so, it's, uh, it's funny because I, I cannot recite when I said this that it's an AI, but I, I love going with the story because that means that people see my vision. That is my vision. That's where I want to get to. An AI that outperforms every human and makes the best content possible, right? Um, but it's in the making. It's it's like we're at version one now. Do, do you see some, like, what's the connection with the viewers and the AI? Like, do you see, yeah. like, them connecting, like... A, a, they are. They are uh, in, 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 in certain capacities, right? The fact that we're talking about it and, you know, if it's something that everyone's talking about it, uh, shows me that people can already like admire this right and now they're admiring it because i'm setting up the project but there's fans who watch this and don't know that i'm behind it but they're a fan of the character right uh, but also building the community that's part of the equation part of the algorithm is figuring out how do you build a fan base what are the things and the steps that you need to take to actively create a fan base so little things like um Referencing older videos, creating inside jokes, uh, really having that personality shine through. Those are all um, uh, protocols that we're trying to execute um, and, and that you can implement in every single video and then that helps you build a fan base. So how, how many people are working to the AI in YouTube? Uh, uh, I, would, I would say about 20 people. 20 people yeah. and another 30 people to your channel. Uh, yeah, uh, about, about another 20. Yeah. Okay. And approximately. So, and you do stuff, you still do a lot, most of the work, like the structure. On Blue, I don't. On Blue, the, the virtual influencer, I don't do anything, right? I just help on high level strategy and really, I like, I and you own the channel. Yeah, 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 it's mine, it's mine, right? Um, it was from the company, yeah? So it's everyone's working on it. It, it, it's kind of benevolent. Um, but it's, it's like my thinking is if I want to create an AI that can run itself, I need to make, make it so that it could actually run and function without my involvement. Uh, because if I'm building an AI that needs me, yeah. then it's not going to work. Yeah. So uh, to create this, I need to figure out how do you create a YouTube channel that can be successful without your involvement and that we've achieved. And, and I think that's very interesting because then it doesn't depend on you now, it doesn't depend on no. anything. Like you can do, like you can hire a different voice actor, right? you can yeah. hire a lot, then like the child can be scaling through exactly. the years and that's exactly. kind of beautiful yeah. because maybe I will get to be producing content in two years and that's kind of a life cycle. Yes, and thing. what if you get sick? Yeah. Right? Um, so you had you were you were anticipating that like how many years ago did you start to well, what, when I when I had my burnout uh, I think it's been like four or five years in the making yeah okay so so you were thinking about that I wanted to replace myself I said like I'm gonna burn out like it's, and then I said okay well what if I get a host someone else what if I train other people and I started doing that and that always resulted in like them quitting at some point in time.
so hard to have humans inside. So I say, let's <laughs> fuck these humans. Let's get rid of the humans. We're imperfect, right? Um, no, it, it, I agree. <laughs> and and, and I, I would say now the biggest challenge that I'm facing is how do we get this team who's producing quality content consistently and getting a, about 20 million views a month? How do we get them to fuck the eyes get more views than me? That's crazy, right? That's crazy. So, so how do we get to 100 million views a month? And I have the answer to that question. The answer is incremental improvements. So analyze the, the content and improve the... the like one voice is the answer. Exactly. Uh, but but like I know that's the answer and I can go and sit there and I can go and do that and the views will go up. But what's more important is that I inspire the team to go and do this. So I want to make sure that the team running the AI um, understands that for them to hit 100 million views a month, they need to keep on improving. And including with that is what let them make their mistakes for them to edit. Yeah, make a mistake once and that's fine, but don't make the same mistake twice. Okay. Because that's when I'll get mad. So I'm like, come on, you should have known. Write that down. So, so those are other things, like write down uh, the ways on how you're, how you're planning to improve. So what's the future of gaming, you think? Like how is gaming will evolve? Like gaming is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger by the year. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious to hear by the big gamers like you that you are so deep in the industry, your thoughts yeah. on the future I think, of gaming. I think gaming needs to go through a little bit of um, a reboot. I think the gaming world very much has gone through towards like cash cows. Um, and I'm very much Often I'm missing the, the real love and passion in video games. Um, I'm miss, missing new video games, getting a massive new platform. Like, where's the next Minecraft? You know what I mean? And I don't mean a game like Minecraft, but a game that was as impactful as Minecraft. So I want to see more games like that. The ones that really change the game. You get it? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, I feel like change. Uh, now I got it. I'm yeah, still, yeah, it's I got it. Change it's, again. It's people, <laughs> probably the people got it this time. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's 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 really what I'm I'm looking for. But I think before we get to that point, gaming like so, a big some big gaming companies will have to flop, right? They need to make blunders and mistakes and uh, really like. Kids are growing up now and going like, okay, these games are sick, but these games I hate, right? Make more of the games that are sick. Like so, make, make, make stuff that when you grow up, when, when we have kids and, and they grow up, they want to say that was my childhood, right? So you think it's a possibility now to be a young person just play games full time? Uh, like for, but that, yeah. that, I'm not saying that because you are the rare example, like that you. Did I think that. that's also a big movement we're going towards, where it's like you get paid to play the games, right? So more game economy, uh, play to earn type of games. Um, I think that's going to be a big revolution within the next few years, where with the NFTs and all this. Stuff sure, like sure. So. For with the, definitely powered by blockchain technology, I think that's uh, the easiest way in. Um, but we need to get really good games that are very fun to play and that are also uh, have a good economy that you can have a job in, right? I think that will be the next evolution of video games um, or one new genre that will pop up. I think the other ones will still exist, but that will be a new genre. So I heard recently the CEO of Amazon, not Jeff Bezos, the other guy. The new guy. Yeah, yeah, the new guy that came, I don't remember his name, but he said that uh, 
Biltinet, a good game is hard. It's and really hard. And really Amazon CEO saying that that they have like billions of dollars to yes. this. Yes. <laughs> no, building a good game is really complicated. Uh, I vastly underestimated how tricky it is to make a game, and especially a good one. Uh, it takes years, it takes Tell constant me, like, iterations. Explain me this thing, is it game theory you had to learn? Game theory, how, like, why is it difficult? So, so I, I built the team and I know the basics and I know basic programming and basic software skills. But I, I'm not the one making the, uh, like, going down and programming every single line of code. Uh, we got like 10,000, 10, tens of thousands of lines of code, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions, right? It is ridiculous. Every single bit that you want to add to the game, you have to program into the game. And, and then that shines through to the final product. So what I love, love focusing on is really thinking, okay, I play the game, how do we make it more fun, right? I, can, I have a lot of gaming experience. It all comes down to fun. Yes, it all comes down to fun. How do you create the most addicting and most fun gameplay loop? So it's a lot of testing, a lot of tweaking, a lot of improving and doing this consistently with newer groups of people. I think playtesting is uh, essential for this, okay, right? So you have this game, a prototype, you give it to people, yeah. and you readjust it. You so, readjust, we're, you exactly, we're now getting into the uh, playtesting phase, and every week we want to have two playtesters come in, fresh, they've never played the game, two new ones, and we just sit them down and we just observe what they do. And they, this is a paid job to no, no. play? Uh, well, we do have playtesters play that we pay, yes, but they have played the game, right? But it's much more of, okay, who are two volunteers that want to swing by the office, eat pizza with us, and drink beer, and then you go and play the game for however long you want. But the moment you put down the controller, you look away, and we take notes, and we ask you, okay, well, what happened? What did you think? What did you feel? All those types of things. And then we go back and we improve. And then next week we have a new version of it, and then we consist consistently do this. Consistently innovate, and consistently want to improve. Interesting. So... Okay, that's that's very interesting about the, <laughs> how the game is made, and I, I'm curious to learn a lot about it, like the codes inside, it, like how is people do, how many, like the graphics, like how is like I have no idea how all this stuff going, but that's uh, for for another time. I'm curious to to hear your thoughts on like what is your your advice about a young creator that wants to become a YouTuber that do really wants to have all this stuff. What is your advice to him? Like how to do yeah. it? The, the, the number one piece of advice is, um, and this is what all the big creators do, all the successful creators, they improve and innovate as fast as they can, right? And um, yes, you want to be making the videos. That's the baseline. That's the least we expect from you, right? If you want to be a creator, you need to be posting videos. Okay, we got that, all right? Right? Agreed? You gotta post videos, else you can't be a creator. But then you wanna make sure that the next video you make is better than the previous one. So write down all the things that you wanna improve in this video, then implement it into the next video, and then analyze this and figure out, okay, did that actually help? And then consistently do that. Repeat, 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 repeat. Forever. And the faster you can do it, and the better you get at it, uh, the more successful you will be as a creator. Interesting. I had a tough, I can say that was one of the toughest thing in a way that, that I did, because my first language is not English. Yeah. It's Greek. 
So um, I was curious to see uh, like a lot of people think that you have to be in the United States. No, to, to, I'm to Dutch. My, main, my, my mother language yeah. is, is Dutch. Can you uh, touch on that as well? Like how do you think everyone should move to Los Angeles to become no, a No, I live in Amsterdam. Let's go. And I never want to move there. Like no way I want to move there. Right? I'll go there for a holiday or business trips or whatever, but that's it. Um, no, like you can do whatever you want. No, you touch do... on that. Like, do you think that uh, because for me, I couldn't do that. I, mean, I had to improve my English, so I had to come. But to your English, English is right. Before and it was not. But the more the more you practice, the better it's getting. Yeah, but it's difficult to practice in other countries. Yeah, English speaking. Yeah. So I had to move to Los Angeles, not to to Los Angeles, to an English speaking language country. Yeah, and that I was so fortunate because I came here and I was surrounded by other YouTubers yeah. that are big enough that they teach me stuff. So I was surrounded by the biggest YouTubers and I was learning from them. So that was kind of my, so I was, if I was not here, I was going to miss out to all these collaborations kind of yeah. and all this stuff. But you seem like you did collaborations as well, but like they explain, like really, I think there is thousands of creators that they're, that they're in different countries, like for example, Italy or all yeah. these um, countries and they are like, should I move? Should I not move? Should yeah, I you can move if you want to, but it's not necessary. Like I, I, you know, you can you have the internet. If you want to do things together, uh, you can grow a massively successful YouTube channel without collaborating. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, there's no you need to do this, you need to do that. Just be creative. Uh, figure out ways to solve complicated problems in your own way. But the most important thing is tell the best stories, make the most fun videos ever, and then constantly improve that skill like obsess over improving what are some pros that you are in a different country like maybe a better talent or not accepted people um, what are some pros I think it's uh, where I live is very fun in Amsterdam so it's easy to get people over there uh, often people visit Amsterdam so that creates opportunity for collaborations um, and, and for me it's the uh, Casey Neistat said this beautiful he said about New York is his muse Amsterdam's my muse. It, it's a source of my inspiration. It is um, a driving force in what I do. Wow. Um, I just feel at home. I feel comfortable. I can do whatever I want to do. Um, and that's why I love Amsterdam so much. So, closing question. What do you think is the meaning of life? But before Ooh. we answer you that... philosophical? Yeah, okay. before we, we answer that, that question I want you guys to subscribe to this YouTube channel <laughs> yeah everyone subscribe so what, what's the meaning of life um, I, I will go really deep uh, meaning is something that humans invented there doesn't have to be a meaning uh, you, you know language is something humans invented um, so so me, meaning means that there needs to be a reason there doesn't have to be a reason right how I see it is, before the universe existed, uh, there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. Or there were an infinite amount of universes. Who knows? Um, we are a mere uh, spot. We're a mere, like, computational, like, we're a program, right, in, 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 in the universe that runs. So I don't think there's a meaning to life, um, and that gives it the opportunity that uh, the possibility that you can give it the meaning you want it to, to have. Um, and I think that is my meaning to life. 
you decide what your meaning is, right? So uh, you create your own destiny, you, you create your own reality, uh, you're the one in charge of where you want to go, what you want to achieve, what you want to do, what life you want to live. Um, and uh, that that's it, yeah, you're free to go wherever you want, you're free to do whatever you want. So there is no meaning to life. You will decide the meaning in our lives. There, yeah. There's not one singular meaning because we're humans and we invented the term meaning. You can decide what that meaning of life is, if you want to believe in it. Thank you, people. I love you. Thank you for doing this. Thank Bye -bye. you for having me. <laughs>